The Great America Congress is now in session. Welcome, congressmen and congresswomen. You have been invited to the special sitting of this Congress because of your donations to one of the greatest podcasts in the land, the Grimerica Podcast. <laughs> and now I invite you to please take your seats as we welcome our chairpersons, Mr. Devin Grimes and Mr. Graham Dunlop. And welcome to the Grimerica Black Budget Support Feed. <laughs> Welcome back, supporters. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for making uh, the show possible. And as a thank you for that, we are back here with some more black budget content. Of course, as usual, if you are not listening to the live feed and you are not a supporter of the show uh, and you haven't got the link from me, then you are stealing. I'm sorry. I'm not going to stop saying it. So um, hopefully you've tuned in live to catch it or you've... uh, I mean, 99% of you have supported the show. And honestly, this is for you. That's exactly why we do it. Because without you, there would be no Grey America. So you guys deserve it. So we're actually, we've had John on the show before. We're going to hear a little more from Titus this time as well. I don't think we're going to talk about so much health this time. We're going to talk about uh, a lot more conspiratorial stuff and geopolitical stuff and some Trump and things like that and stuff that would have... Probably just caused us a headache in the free feed anyway. <laughs> or cost us listeners. I mean, know. that's part of the problem these days is it's so polarized is that when we tend to get into politics on the regular show with so many people listening, we get a ton of people that are pissed right off. No matter which way you go. Not really a ton. I mean, it's a, well. Enough. There's a, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Enough to get, yeah. That and paywalls are the most uh, yeah, which really isn't a lot. We really don't yeah. get a lot of negative feedback. No, we no don't. We've been lucky. We I mean, we're lucky. So welcome to the show, guys. Welcome to the Black Budget. It's like the uh, the the secret club. Oh, yeah. I can't wait, Darren and Graham. Thank you for having me back. And it's going to be like that time Alex Jones hit that blunt on the Joe Rogan <laughs> experiment experience. So we're about to get real. <laughs> right on. Yeah, you can go fuck as you want. Go, go anywhere. Get as real as you want. It'll all so, uh, end up. It'll all end up leading back to the digital simulation <laughs> we're in. Somewhere. Yeah. yeah, very, very much so. So, what you guys have on mind to discuss tonight? What are we? What are we going to about? Oh man, where should we start? Well, I. I mean, I'd love to hear about, and we're going to have to do a little acronym summary for sure before we get into that. But I mean, I'd love to hear you guys talk a bit about the. The 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 uh, the organizations from the right, like the conspiratorial part of the the right and the conservative movement, and maybe how some of the alternate media is co opted, and and like really we should get into all that because not a lot of people talk about it. And you guys blew me away when I heard you on THC, and I really think that's worth getting into. And I mean that's going to lead us down a lot of different paths. I mean, also 
you know, just this war of the deep state and maybe is it a spiritual war? Is it a deep state war? I mean, there's a lot of places we could go with this, but it, in some ways it's disturbing because it makes you think that, um, there is really no way, no way out of, out of this. I mean, it feels like both sides are opting for war at this point and, and, um, we're in trouble no matter what happens, but I think it all depends on the way you look at it as well. I mean, there's a lot of people waking up in the, in the same thing, but I mean, half the people are waking up and then like what you guys show is some evidence of, uh, of, uh, that being fake in a way, you know, like the, the whole co-option of, uh, of the truth movement. I mean, that's pretty scary when you get into that. So it's, it's dark. Yeah, Graham, very much so. I mean, um, of course, I was originally woken up by this to the research of Josh Reeves, who did uh, good work with the documentaries, The Secret Right Volume 1 and Secret Right Volume 2, and also uh, Spellcasters. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's interesting about the co-option of the right. I mean, we don't really know. We're talking about modern co-option. It seemed to start, start around a little bit after World War II, after Operation Paperclip. Um, and, you know, Scientology started with L. Ron Hubbard. Uh, and everything, and it's, it seems to, to to morph itself into the, the the big society that was named first, which is known as the John Birch Society or JBS, uh, which was started by um, uh, Robert uh, Welsh uh, Jr. Um, in, in in the late fifties, early 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 late fifties, um, back way back then, um, and. They had some interesting members that, that were a part of the John Burst Society, you know, where there was uh, Lawrence Bunker, uh, um, Hunt, uh, the father of the, the Hunt brothers, which we'll talk more about them later, um, T. Coleman Andrews, uh, Fred Koch. Yes, that uh, from the Koch brothers, their father, he was uh, in the initial founding of the John Birch Society. Uh, so we have this group of, um, of people. Um, but some people you might maybe legit like uh, Robert Welsh, for example. I think that he may have been searching for the truth, and that's why later he lost control of uh, the John Burr Society. Like, like opening up, so op- started up as a as a real legit sort of uh, movement in a way, or or organization, or or maybe possibly if you look at it through a positive lens. Yes, so you could also look at the lens that was always co opted from the very beginning. Right, I right. mean. Uh, I mean, Robert Welsh, for example, uh, was very good friends with his, Henry Kissinger. I mean, you know, he lived down the house from him in yeah, uh, Massachusetts. That, makes you, Bell, Massachusetts. that makes you wonder. Right um, there, yeah. So, you know, when you're looking at everything, you, you got to think, I mean, especially when you got Fred Koch, you know, the father of the Koch brothers, you got Lawrence Bunker home, and you got Robert Warren Stoddard, Stoddard you know, you got all these millionaires uh, helping to fund the beginning of it. And possibly uh, Welsh may have gotten his money initially from the Rockefellers. I couldn't 100% verify that use of Mullins. I used to say that Eustace Mullins also ties in with accounts for national policy later that we talk about. Um, so it's, it's hard, it's hard to tell, you know, I mean, you have this fake war uh, in, in the later fifties and late fifties and the early sixties between uh, William F. Buckley Jr., you know, founder of the national review, you know, the good old skull and bonesman, Knight of Malta, CIA agent and FBI informant, you know, good old CFR member, Bilderberg group, you know, the, the father of the conservative movement, you know, who uh, who Rush Limbaugh, you know, gets wet over uh, William Buckley, you know, man's man's conservative. Um, you know, he he was he was. Fucked. I uh, was being part of all these societies. 
Uh, you know, he's definitely deep state. He represents the CFR, the Council for Foreign Relations. So there was this war between Buckley and Welsh, this war between the John Birch Society at one time and uh, the CFR, the Council for Foreign Relations, you know. Uh, but when you look at it, was it a real feud? Was it a fake feud? I don't know. It's hard to say. But Buckley did make Welsh look at, look out to be a conspiracy theorist because Welsh looked at Eisenhower as a communist. And Buckley was like, dude, Welsh is crazy for thinking that. You know, and Welsh actually did give a really good speech, uh, Truth and Time presentation in 1966, where he actually talks about the Illuminati uh, more, because that's what the John Birch Society mainly talked about was communism. You know, the Red Scare through um, McCarthy and Cohn, which Cohn was part of, Ro Cohn was part of the John Birch Society. You know, Trump's mentor uh, was part of the JBS. And Trump's father, Fred Trump, was part of the John Birch Society. We know that from good old Alex Jones. Um <laughs> So, you know, when you're looking through all this, you know, I, I mean, at least Welsh, he eventually started talking about the Illuminati. Is he, is you know, he, he related talking, to, is he related to Jack Welsh at all or? To my knowledge, no. Okay. Um, he started talking about the Illuminati. Uh, he never mentioned masonry because it is possible that he may have been a mason. I can't 100% confirm it, but a lot of people say that he was. He did talk a lot about uh, Zionism private, privately, but didn't talk about it a lot within the John Burge Society. Um, so it's interesting how Welsh, I think Welsh may have been somewhat genuine to a degree. Now, what that degree is, I don't know. I mean, in truth and time, he talks about Illumina, Illuminus and the French revolution and about being a genocide against the French people and stuff like that. I mean, that's pretty woke stuff in, in the late sixties. Um, so from the John Birch Society, it seemed like it got co-opted a little bit later when, um, Welsh stepped down. And you see the ties of the John Birch Society through the Hunt family and the assassination of John Fitzgerald Kennedy. And uh, the, um, the officer that was also killed, um, what was his name, Titus? I can't, I can't remember the officer that was, that was, uh, that was murdered uh, after the JFK assassination. He was recently found in the JFK papers to be part of the John Birch Society. J.D. Tippett. Tippett, that's it. He was head of the John Birch Society in uh, in um, Dallas, Texas. Um, so when you see all these connections, you know the Hunt brothers were posting posters with crosshairs on Kennedy's face <laughs> before the day before in Dallas, the day before Kennedy's assassination. Wow. So you start seeing all these connections and you're like, well, dang, the John Birch Society, but everybody thinks the Birchers, you know, are pretty much the founders of the truth movement, founders of the modern day conspiracy movement in a lot of ways. They were screwed from the very, very beginning. You know, you have, I'm, you guys, I'm pretty sure have heard of, um, I've heard of uh, William L Luther Pierce offhand, the author of the Turner Di Diaries, a famous white nationalist. He was also in the John Birch Society uh, himself. Um, I mean, you have Jamie Kelso, former Scientology member, who eventually later became the former moderator of Stormfront. You have Archibald Roosevelt, the son of Theodore Roosevelt. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on of people that I can mention. Howard Buffett, the father of Warren Buffett, of people that were in the John Birch Society, that you're like, yeah, this is not, this society started the truth movement. 
how can you have these people in it? <laughs> yeah. You know, and think that it's not co-opted in some sort of fashion, you know? Uh, I've mean, heard the same thing about the libertarians now these days that, I mean, it was kind of controlled opposition from the get-go. Yeah, I mean, even the famous books that we have that woke people up, like The Creature for Jekyll Island, G. Edward Griffin was in the John Birch Society. Huh. Uh, so you have like all this information of people that you think, you know, Stan Monteith, he was in the John Birch Society, all these truthers. And especially when they get to the Council for National Policy, the truthers that were in there, it really just makes you shake your head and you go, oh, crap, has this whole thing been co-opted since the very beginning? Well, what kind of influence has the John Birch Society had lately, contemporarily? Not so much. It's been really take over from its spawn, Council for National Policy. Right. Okay. So that's the CMP. So when you talk about the CMP, yes. it's the Council for National Policy. And when did that start? Then? That started in the early 80s, and it was formed uh, primarily uh, through uh, the left behind um, left behind Tin LaHaye. Uh, he founded the helped found a Council for National Policy. Okay. Um, and what we see, what we see a lot of them doing is that it's the, all the stuff that's in the dark. You know, it's the drug running, it's the kid running, it's the, it's that side of stuff that I see. You ask me, what are they doing today? I mean, that's what they were doing in the eighties, nineties today. They never get any exposure and they are masters at the media. We can't even find a list of their current members. Well, what's the last list we have, John? 80 Post on the Southern Poverty Law Center. This is the CMP. This is the CMP you're talking about, or the Council for National Policy. Yeah, yes, like yeah. everybody knows about the CFR, the Council for Foreign Relations, but no one knows about the Council for National Policy. No one knows that Alex Jones is in the CMP. Uh, Mark Levin, what? Alex Jones. Yeah, yes, like Alex Jones wait till wait till he policy. fucking goes down the rabbit hole here. It's going to blow you away. So. The Council for National Policy spawned from the John Birch Society. Actually, the hot head of the John Birch Society, now McManus, he's a Jesuit. So that should tell you something there. <laughs> but when you look at you look at the Council for National Policy, I mean you have Tim LaHaye help founding it. You have the Hunt brothers help finding founding it too. Um, and then you you have when I, if I start listing the people that are in the Council for National Policy, I mean it's really gonna it's really going to blow your mind because a lot of these people are natural, natural truth movement type people that we're expected to see. You know, we talk about Alex Jones. I'm pretty sure you guys have heard of uh, Jeff Rents. Yep. Jeff Rents would also uh, be in the Council for National Policy. A lot of these Post. media people, alternative media people, the right wing media people. Both, both Rents and um, Rents and Jones worked for Genesis Broadcasting Corporation, which was owned. Uh, it seems like it was owned through the the gold guy, uh, Ted uh, Ted Anderson. But it was really owned by Adnan Kashyogi, who was a, a, a gun runner uh, and drug runner, uh, and had a bit of involvement in Iran Contra. Uh, Adnan Kashyogi did. Uh, he was a Saudi uh, uh, millionaire, billionaire. Um, he 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 owned Genesis Broadcast Broadcasting Network. Uh, Ted Anderson was just the um, just the, the window dressing, and Rents used to work for that co company. And Reds has a lot of CMP members on. Like, I'm pretty sure you guys are aware of um, Skousen, Joel Skousen. Yeah. Uh, Joel Skousen and his uh, uncle, uh, Le Leon uh, Cleon Skousen, should I say, uh, w, w. Cleon Skousen, W. Cleon Skousen helped to found uh, the Council for National Policy. And Skousen family is. Is Graham in it? No. Yeah. No, okay. I don't good. think Grand Dunlop's in it. Okay. Let me know if anything comes up. <laughs> Because I do uh, still kind of think he might be responsible for the bends. Darren, you're skeptical of anything. 
So of course you're even skeptical of one of your best friends. Yeah. Let's put that out there first of all. If I was um, to put a hit on you, you wouldn't be fucking. No, that's the right thing now, is dude. I could see you fucking it up. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I but, could see you. You're like trying to control the hacked car, and you're like, ah, oh, man, I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> you couldn't connect. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you guys are aware of uh, or heard of Jerome Corsi, for example. Yeah. Jerome Corsi's been in the Council for National Policy for years. So is Larry Pratt. Um. And so you start really, you start really saying who in the truth movement isn't part of the Council for National Policy. You know, you start having really hard times trying to figure that out. Yeah. I mean, you. I mean, what about uh, Red Ice, uh, Red Ice Radio, Henrik Pomegranate? Um, he got in bed with the Regnery family that was part of the Council for National Policy, uh, and that's why he stored more to a white nationalist outlook. Uh, than from what he used to be was through Lana, his wife. That was who she was an agent who steered him to the Regnery family. And the Regnery's been canceled for national policy since its inception. Actually, the Regnery family started America First, which everybody know in the 20s, which could have been actually the beginning of the John Byrd Society if you want to go that far back. And of course, uh, Gerald Ford and John Fitzgerald Kennedy were both part of America First. So was Lindbergh. So are they? Is this CMP then using f- funding from somebody? Like who? Are, where are they getting their funding from? And then are they siphoning it? Are they are they pushing it through all these organizations and foundations similar to sort of the other side of things? And like, is there is there so so you mentioned Titus like you know the all the darker stuff. So you, there's evidence of of all that through the CMP. Yeah, I mean these member. Yeah, the funding is a great question because you're not gonna. You, we don't have those records. We can't. I mean that I've ever seen. We can get what they're funded, what they own, but their members are so wealthy, and they are putting these these. They're so commingled with government agencies and co-options of through intelligence that we. It's hard. You can't even track it back. It's impossible. But like John said, oh, this one's from saudi arabia that where they're put like um, oliver north john k singlaw there you go ollie north yeah so where are they getting their funding most logical sense to me is through the running of illegal yeah like the like the drugs so that would be sort of some of the uh the military military industrial complex drug running and stuff like that and and maybe where some of that comes from a rand contra that was reported on gary webb there was book dark alliance from yeah. cocaine trafficking from nicaragua that was sold by from blandone to freeway rick ross yeah yeah um yes that's where the council for national policy got their money um, so, so you've got so you've got ronald reagan in the white house george hw bush as the vice president george hw bush is the drug czar of the united states he's in charge of making sure there's no drugs getting in this country holy fuck yeah during that time, the most more drugs than it's ever got into. We've introduced crack cocaine. You know, the child abuse numbers go through the roof. So either George H.W. Bush was the absolute worst drug czar ever, the most incompetent person alive, or he was in on it. He knew. Well, he might and have even been in on killing Kennedy. Uh, I mean, the evidence points that way. The man is masterful at being right in the middle of the action. Something happens and he gets the hell out of Dodge. Um, so what about Nixon- the idea? Do you guys go back as far to think that those, cause I mean, there's a lot of people that think those Bushes are, are Nazi sympathizers and that was the whole project paperclip thing. And that we've literally got Nazis, you know, running this uh, motherfucker right now. I mean, absolutely. Prescott Bush was involved in oil drilling in Germany. That's was right. Involved, I mean, his, he his company in both the- wars, right? 
Yeah, and then George George HW starts Zapata Industries, and it ends up placing oil offshore drilling all over the world, which ends up being hot bases for CIA activities. Oh. I mean, I was telling I was telling John the CIA building is called the George HW Bush CIA Central Intelligence Building. He was CIA director for one year. Oh. Was he that great of a CAI director or was he CIA since the very beginning back in World War II when he crashed his hero plane, his guys died, he's the only one that lived? I mean, it goes back pretty far and his family just keeps showing up in all these major events over and over and over for, you know, the kids that are missing, the drug problem, the, you know, Kennedy's death and just every major event, they're there. 9-11. Fuck, and then meanwhile, the you know the the higher up scientific Nazis come over and paperclip, and they're running NASA and they're running high tech labs and looking at alternative energy sources. I mean, if you connect it to Farrell's work and that other guy we had on there, um, what's his name? Yeah, or is it all like because you can almost look at the yeah, and that's why the fucking UF disclosure UFO disclosure thing comes into it for me as a deep state thing as well because that so then, could be the other side that's hiding all that technology and they're part of the secret space program. Then I you've think got it's ancient Podesta technology. And Hillary though. and all them people coming over wanting to try and disclose it, but they they don't want to give up on all their uh, their technology. When you look at the seizure of the Iraq Museum and all that shit, man, it's hard to think that it's not, instead of alien, it's ancient. Maybe it's ancient alien. That, that, Iraq, that, that Iraq point's a great call out right there. Uh, but what you just said with Hillary and disclosure, that she was pushing that, I mean, it's got to make you skeptical no, off of that. Yeah, yeah, it, I'm totally skeptical of it. That's the thing. But I, I don't think she was pushing it as much as just a mouthpiece for other people pushing it, you know? And I don't know who, I don't know like really who that is. It just seems like odd timing that this whole fucking but, thing comes out. But the cancel for national policy was too. Uh, Alex Jones was pushing that Trump was going to give us the hidden technology that was not available to us. Yeah. Okay. There no one you ever go. talks yeah. about that. No one ever talks about that. The, the, the right was pushing that too. The right was pushing disclosure just as much as they were. Yeah. So, yeah, that's fucking interesting. So then, so then, so what kind of overlap do we have here between the CMP and the CFR? And, and is there like, is this two separate fucking entities or at the top? Is it just, a, just are these, you know, the CMP just a distraction and, and they're the ones that are actually somehow shining the light on, on the CFR and the other people like, well, cause it's, I mean, when you were talking to Greg on THC, I was like going to ask that exact question. Why is it so why is that side so hidden and the other side so out there in the media? I don't have an answer. So I wish I wish I could speculate, but I don't have a full. I mean, I like to say that the CFR are the globalists and the CMP are the World Reich. Yeah. Left over yeah. Nazi Germany. Yeah. I don't uh, like my do options. Have, now, are, <laughs> <laughs> now, are they now? <laughs> Are the World Reich and the globalists, are they working together sometimes? I'm sure. Are they working against each other sometimes? Of course. Is there someone at the top directing both of them? Uh, maybe. I, I have no idea. Uh, are, they, are they on the lockstep of everything? No, they're not. For example, let's look at uh, Nicaragua. Nicaragua uh, became under the Sandinistas, which is a communist movement, um, uh, under Jimmy Carter. Uh, and then, of course, when CMP got control through um, – through, um, through uh, Reagan and uh, Oliver North and uh, uh, Poppy Pappy Bush, uh, they funded the Contras through uh, through Franklin cover up uh, through child trafficking. Uh, they funded the Contras through cocaine. 
Uh, they funded Contras. Everybody knows about the, the Iran armed cells. No one knows about the Franklin cover-up and the kid trafficking and Lawrence C. King uh, belting out uh, uh, the national anthem at the 1984 um, uh, Republican National uh, Convention. Uh, my, my party of Reagan. Um, uh, no one ever talks about that. Uh, but yeah, they, they, it's, uh, is there one big group running everything? Is it inter? Uh oh, no. Uh oh, we're losing you. There are subdivisions within these groups. Oh, fuck. Hang on. We're losing you. This is fucking, this is unbelievable timing. President and the other half of the CMP backed Donald Trump. We're, hang now, on. We're just, we're just, we're just losing you for a sec, John here. Um, and I, I don't want to miss this so because I missed it. I don't know if the recording yeah, got it or not, but back. let's just cycle back like 20 seconds. Oh. Uh-oh. I can it's, hear him. Okay. We tend to get deep it's our, I think it's shit. us, John. I think it's our internet, uh, which was just put in, and it was just super fast. We've got... <laughs> oh, we've got we've been fucking... We've got two <laughs> fucking 150 megabit connections. Okay. One for the stream, which is down, and one for the fucking connection to them, which is down. Okay, so let's just... Uh... Can we hear you now, John? Hello? The stream completely dropped out. Like it won't load at all. Wow. I was just getting juicy. I'm just waiting for, uh, huh. can you hear us, John? I can, I, oh, yes. I can hear you guys now. It's back. You guys, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Okay. Let's try that from the top. Okay. So I, I don't even know for the council for national policy. I mean, they, there's divisions with even that, or at least they may be real. They may be fake for all I know, but half of the CMP seemed like they chose Ted Cruz to run for president. I mean, Mark Levin was shouting for the roots, rooftops for Teddy Boyd Cruz and, and little Benji Shapiro. And the other half of the CMP went for Trump. You know, Bannon, uh, Kellyanne Conway, uh, Wallbanger, uh, good old um, uh, Hannity, uh, maybe Michael Savage, uh, Michael Weiner. I'm a little bit partial to Michael Savage. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's divisions. Now, are those divisions true? Was Donald Trump supposed to be president 100%? With Trump, you just, he's a curious president. You just, some people would say 100% yes, like Josh Reeves would say, because of, the rich leaders of Scientology were behind Trump in his inauguration. Therefore, it was written in the stars for Trump to be president 100%. Um, I, I just, I just, I don't know. I is it, that's what Trump is. Is Trump seems to be be one of the few presidents like Andrew Jackson or JFK or John Adams or John Quincy Adams, where you just don't know if they were a part of it. Yeah, yeah, I I agree 100%. It's so hard to tell. I flip flop back and forth all the time. Huh? Yeah. Me too. Well, it's almost Me like too. the 9-11 was almost like one of them showing their hand and then all of a sudden fucking the U.S. is marching into Iraq and, you know, what's going on there? They're digging hole. You know, it's fucked up. It's uh, that whole thing is crazy when you start really dialing down on it. It's unreal. Now I got to turn to the theory for 9-11. Let's okay? hear it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big 9-11. Uh, Waker upper? Waker upper. <laughs> I think the CMP found the missing Alarm. money. The missing money, okay. The missing trillions, and Rumsfeld announced that the day before oh, September. Oh yeah, yeah. When did he find it? Sorry. It was, oh, they cut you off right there. <laughs> September tenth. 
Because Bush. Oh my God. This is unbelievable. Okay. He's the only person I know that's in both, John. Is that right? No, there's other people that are in both. Okay, um, he's the most famous of the bunch yes. that's in both. Who's that, Bush? I'm pretty sure he might have pretty much aligned. Argue that for third times where he, he acts in globalist interests too. Okay, um, who, who are you talking about? We keep we keep uh, missing it out here. It keeps dropping. George H. W. Bush. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. So I think the missing money was the CMP had found it. Yeah. The Council for National Policy, just like uh, uh, just like Nixon, the Watergate thing was because he found the blackmail uh, roles for the CFR. He found uh, the blackmail information for the Council on Foreign Relations for the globalists. Um, he had their uh, he had their list of information, and that was what Watergate was about. So it was the same with uh, the Council for National Policy and, and the, the missing money. The, the, and so a consolation prize to the Bush family and to the Council for National Policy is, yes, you don't have us for this information. We're going to destroy this information. But you can do your wars if you want to. That's fine. But but it couldn't have been a retaliation for that, though. I mean, it, it the, the, the timing was too tight for that. It had to be planned in advance. And maybe the CMP coming out with that could have been... In uh, well, if to, anything, Rumsfeld is a knee jerk. Yeah, getting it out what there. I'm, yeah, what I'm yeah, what I'm saying is, is the CFR always knew where this information was being held and always had a ways around it to destroy it if all necessary, fell safe mechanisms and stuff like that. And Donald Rumsfeld came out as a panic of them trying to get it out. Right, right. Yeah, that's fucking interesting. I mean, that makes more sense than a lot of theories for sure. Well, you know, hey, you know who was at the White House on September 10th? Like I said, he has a. He has a knack for being a big situation. Bush? George H. George H. W. Bush was at the <laughs> in the White House on September 10th, the day it was announced the missing money. And then he got in an airplane to fly and the buildings were hit. Oh, Good old Pappy Bush. Pappy, happy Pappy. It's, I mean, when I rank with the worst presidents since Kennedy, he is the most evil of the bunch by far. I agree. Number one for me. Yeah, I mean, no, no, since Kennedy, since Kennedy. So since yeah, Kennedy, I mean, yeah. I really, I, I really, uh, the, the, if if it's all connected at the top, it, I, I find that harder to believe nowadays because the the fight at the lo- a couple levels down just seems very real. It does, it seems, it's real. It right seems now. like it's a real fight, and it's not. It's almost like something fell apart at the top, and there's a, now there is a true battle. And then it then it makes me wonder: is it is it a spiritual war? Is it a spiritual battle? I mean, is it some sort of um, you know, you talk about the archons a little bit there, John. I mean, but now I, I have to wonder, um, and I, and I don't think good versus evil is, is a very good way to put it because who who knows? That's very subjective. I mean, but, but is it, is it, um, is I mean, it, when you got, I mean, when you got them drinking the blood, you know, with the power in the blood to get the adrenochrome and you got all these rituals, whether or not you believe it or not, they sure should believe that's, it. That's, Exactly. But then the other side, does that mean the other side's good, you know, or is it evil versus evil? I mean, if, if, if Bush is connected to both or if Bush is on the other side and he's the most evil president, then. Wow. You have to go into that agreement, Chrome. That's some really interesting shit. What happened? Guys, maybe we should call, we should call them back. Should we just hang up and call them back? Uh, We can hear you now. 
Yeah, we keep losing you though. This, which is really weird. Well, we're in a meeting room though. We're not even like. What does that mean? Oh, yeah, it says your internet was unstable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You got fucking way more. Yeah, so it's saying we have a really good connection, but it's saying our internet is unstable and it keeps fucking cutting out. Doesn't surprise me. No, not at all. We're just getting to the juicy stuff and we can't even have a coherent conversation. It's like the most interested. Uh, Has this happened with you guys before? Every once well, in a while. Once with, uh, lately with uh, Bosley. Bosley, Walter Bosley, which is it will happen. It will happen with Bosley. It'll happen with me every time. The FCC. Did we have trouble with Farrell too? Uh, no, I don't think we had trouble with Farrell. We just call his phone though, I think. No, yeah. I, will tell, I will tell you guys, make note of the people it messes up on. As much as I love Farrell, the people it messes on, I, Bosley's one of my trusted. The people it messes up on are the ones who are legit. I think we're good now, you think? Where were we again? Do you have any solutions, John? Like is reconnecting and No, you just have to let it you have to let it go through. Yeah. Okay, well. You guys sound good now to me. You guys ready? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. So Darren, and this audio is still going anyways, right? Like this yeah. audio is uninterrupted. We're still recording going. all this stuff. So the, the YouTube still going, the YouTube keep, we keep having to re reboot the YouTube, but I mean this is really it's not for the YouTubes. It's for the audio afterwards. It comes out. That's ninety nine point nine percent of our uh, listenership. So, when you have this spiritual warfare, you know you have, like you guys have heard of the Finders Cult, I would assume, right? No. Did okay, we talk so about finders, that with Dave Bryan at all? I don't know. Maybe the Finders Cult was a thing offshoot of. Uh, was an offshoot of uh, Franklin cover-up, where there was this cult of people who worked in the CIA, who worked in intelligence, uh, who um, were trafficking children. They were trafficking children to Mexico. Um, and uh, they, uh, they were found in Tallahassee, Florida, in a park. They were called, they were wearing suits. They were with disheveled children uh, who were unkempt. There's two guys. And uh, so, they, of course, you know, the, the police officers looked into it. Um, and they later traced it back to this warehouse that was near Washington, D.C., that had jars of human waste and urine, uh, had information on how to traffic children, how to, uh, to spot children, how to, uh, to look to surveillance uh, kid, uh, parents' houses for children, uh, had uh, buy orders for children, uh, had um, pictures of a, uh, and a, and a photo album of a goat sacrifice with children. Uh, with them cutting off the head, with them pulling out aborted fetuses, uh, which the leader, um, uh, he, he just claimed that it was all in good fun. You know, it was just like farmers at a farm, you know, taking pictures of the slaughtering of a goat with their children. Uh, Petty did. Marion Petty uh, was who's the leader. Uh, so you have all this stuff that was found in this U.S. Customs report. You can go read the U.S. Customs report yourself. It's all there. It's all verified. Um <laughs> Of this, just this weird cult that I don't know. Nothing ever happened of them. Uh, my local uh, representative Charles Rose, who's a Democrat, was supposed to was supposed to look into it. The Justice Department was supposed to was definitely looked into it when the um, FBI and the CIA told them to stand down. Uh, but you have this cult where um, where all this stuff was happening, and whether or not you believe it or not, it happened. They were they were they were having this ritual sacrifice with children. You know, cutting the head off of a goat, pulling aborted fetuses out and sacrificing them. 
You know, so it's like I said, whether you believe it or not, this stuff goes on and it's rampant. And I know people don't want to stare at it, but you can read the U.S. Customs report for yourself. It's there. The evidence is there that it happens. How many kids a year is it? It's something like 800,000 kids a year. I was reading something the other day. That can't be right. No, that's how many disappear reported missing each year. And that's not to say that all of those are trafficked. But if it's a hundred thousand, is that my, I mean, it's, yeah, it's what, high. Yeah. What percentage? Eight hundred thousand kids a year go missing in the States? Go, go missing. Now you got to think of the 16 year old. that has got the bad parent that just gets up and leaves and the parent reports the child missing or something like that. Yeah. So that still that's, seems that's fucking a, crazy. A, no, but yeah, that's all, that, that's all the runaways and the kids missing. Like that's all the people that come back a week later, you know, like that's. There's a small percentage of those that are. But I mean, what's, that's always an argument we have. What's that percentage? Are we cycling fast. <laughs> the audio? Yeah, sorry, the audio's messed up here, guys. Hold on with this thing. Oh, uh, yeah, I could definitely. It's doing it again? Yeah, just shut that down. It's messing with our audio over here now, too. It's messing with the Zoom somehow. Yeah, I just got to shut right down. Then. Sorry, man. Hello? Hello? Oh. Yeah, we can hear you. That should fix it. No, it's still doing it. Okay, wow, these are go. crazy problems. Okay, so yeah. So yeah, it's hard to know what percentage of that is really, you know, kids missing um, and how that plays into it. But, uh, and then and then it's hard to know with that whole child, you know, the child trafficking and well, you can't get you can't get statistics on it at all because the people that are in charge of that, the NECMAC, the National Center for Missing and Endangered Children, is a nonprofit organization. At the very top, we know it's completely um, corrupted. You know who runs that? So the people that we depend on, like the FBI, uses for everything, is a nonprofit organization that's scanning all these pictures. But if you go to their website and look for like the most recent missing kids, they'll have a bunch of them without pictures. And at this day and age, how many times can you not get a picture of a child? And a lot of the pictures, a lot of the children without pictures are found in the Alexandria, Virginia area. You're Washington, uh, D.C. Yeah, go look up the missing kids in, in the United States by area. And Virginia is by far more than anywhere else. Oh, fuck. That's crazy. What's Virginia? Where's Virginia population-wise? Uh, I mean, it's one of the top 15 largest or states, but, but it's the percentage like, is ridiculous of how different it is compared to like even New York, or which would be the most populous state in the union. How do they or not California. fucking think there's something crazy going on there? Yeah, I mean, we know. I mean, we we know where they're. I mean, we John and I during the Podesta leaks, and and you start seeing where they track these places back and their underground system. I mean, it's very sophisticated. We're way behind these guys, and they never break up. They keep going. It's all the time. And they're 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 not dumb dumbs, that's for sure. I mean, they're doing some evil stuff that's unimaginable, but they are very intelligent with the way they handle themselves. Wow. Yeah, and, very much so, and it's sad. And that connects to all the does that connect to all the your your typical Pizzagate stuff, like the trafficking in, in Haiti and the kids that were that that whole breakup that happened there and and does that that's the other side of it but, you know the cmp's got their their side and then you've got the other side with the podesta stuff and i i'll defer to john of how much that merges together and how much they're working together but they're, they're yeah this, all the same hot spots yeah the cfr the only reason why pizzagate happened was because roger stone is part of the council for national policy uh he <laughs> he pretty much said 
look at this. Look at look at what they're doing. Look what Hillary Clinton's doing. Don't look at what we're doing. Uh, and, and Roger Stone, I, he's one I go back and forth on. I don't really know if Roger Stone's in on the, the child trafficking. He's one of the few where I'm kind of like, maybe not, yeah, you know, yeah. but and, and I know that's controversial because Roger Stone's relation with Nixon. I just, I don't know. You look at Roger and you just look, he, his wife was into cuckolding. He was in a cuckolding. Okay. I don't think he was into diddling kids and has never been out in any literature or anything like that. But you look, you look, you look at, um, you look at them saying, you know, the, C- the CMP saying, look at this, look at the Clintons, look at the Podesta, look at Comet P- P- Pisa Ping Pong. Don't look at the Franklin cover up. Don't look at the finders. Don't look at trafficking from Nicaragua. Uh, or the Philippines or anything like that. Don't look at what we do or what we've done in the past. Look at what's going on now. And they're also doing it through alternate media, right? Like, so Q, we're yes. using QAnon and all these other things probably. I mean, did you guys connect that at all with uh, Corsi? Yeah. And- yeah, Council, Council for National Policy. I, I mean, one time, QAnon may have been something and may have given good info from time to time. But Jerome Corsi, who's big in the Council for National Policy, he's been in it for years. He's definitely a big part of it now. I wouldn't trust anything Jerome Corsi puts out at all. Uh, he co-opted QAnon. You know, He wrote about it in his book, uh, Killing, Killing the Deep State, his new book that just came out. Um, he, uh, he, he, he co-opted it. He joined 8chan to try to get down to finding out who QAnon was. Uh, you know, and everything. So yeah, the, the, the Council for National Policy is 100% co-opted QAnon at this point. Whether or not QAnon wasn't a co-option for the first place, I have no idea, even though some things QAnon did say was correct, like yeah. like uh, North Korea being a puppet state, for example. That is 100% true. It is a CFR, CIA puppet state. Uh, and, and and saying, uh, there was something he said, uh, he or she said recently. Uh, I can't remember. It was, it was true too. Um, but yeah, there's, there's every now and then I'll see something and I'll go, holy crap, that's hundred percent spot on. And then most of the time QAnon speaks just a whole bunch of freaking nonsense. Uh, and a lot of it's Jerome Corsi. I would swear up and down at him. What do you think about that QAnon stuff, Darren? I don't know. I was on it and off it. Like I said, I've been unplugged for a while now because I just, you know, I was caught up in everything and it's just exhausting in a lot of ways, you know, it's just too much. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I was following it, then I was off, then I was on, and I think I ended at off. It pretty much goes down to, is Trump part of the Council for National Policy? What I call the multiple Trump theory, you know, is Trump his own man? Is Trump Council for National, Poli- Council for National Policy in Scientology, like Josh Rees believes? Uh, is, is Trump, uh, is it part of some grand design, design. you know? Hold on, you guys. I'm getting feedback. I think it's gone now. Go ahead. Okay. Is Trump part of some grand grand design that Chris Knowles talks about um, with, with the Lucifer tech and everything like that? You know, is Trump a reptilian? David, David Icke says that. Is Trump uh, a Russian uh, plant? You know, I don't believe in that in the slightest bit, but that's out there in the ether. You know, you have all, you have all these multiple Trumps, you know, and, and Trump, it seems like he flips, you know, he switches, you know, it. Some days I swear up and down that Trump's part of the Council for National Policy, and other days I swear up and down that Trump may possibly be a time traveler or hashtag our guy, or at least at the very least his own guy like John Fitzgerald Kennedy. I don't know. That's the thing is, is I'm one of the few people in the world that admit to you that I don't know, and I'll turn on Trump in a heartbeat if I think he's doing the wrong things. Just like I ripped off my bumper sticker when he missled Syria the, the first time and 
put a bump, bumper sticker back on afterwards when it turned out to be a whole show for nothing. So <laughs> I, did I vote for Trump? Yes, I did. Do I think Trump's probably a part of it? More than likely, yes. Do I think Trump's maybe his own guy like John? Because think of JFK. JFK was American firster. He was born into the Kennedy family, had ties in with the mob. The Kennedy family is part of the 13th uh, Satanic Bloodlines by Fritz Springmeier. If you don't think Kennedy was fucked, I'm sorry, but he was. Okay, everybody makes him out to be like this hero and this martyr, but Kennedy had some fucking problems. But was Kennedy his own man? Yes. Did Kennedy hate the CIA with a passion because they made him look like a fool? Yes. I mean, so, if if you look at Trump too, I mean, he's 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 a bit fucked as well, but he's really clean compared to a lot of people. I mean, he really if you if you were to do that much digging on a bunch of other people and any other fucking politician, pretty much, I mean, there's going to be way more fucking garbage on them. And it really is astounding how. I, I think how he. I mean, the guy doesn't drink and he doesn't fucking do drugs. I do believe that. And I, I, I just think that. I just think there's some stuff that he's just not getting into because of his, you know, his lifestyle. I mean, yeah, he might yeah, be. Yeah, but I could argue that Roy Cohn <laughs> ran a separate pedophile ring that blackmailed. Okay, so the CFR had their own pedophile ring, blackmail ring that was run through the Playboy Mansion. That was run through Hugh Hefner. Okay, that was something that Q and I talked about that was 100% true. Okay, so you know they get congressmen and congresswomen to go to Playboy Mansion. Give them you have to be like, I got a special room up there for you at the top. You go up there, the room's bugged, uh, and then a person would go up there. They'd have sex with someone who, believe it or not, looks like they're older, but they're not. They're underage, and lo and behold, then the person's blackmailed. How Ooh. underage That's are we how, talking about? I'd say probably fourteen. Yeah, or they could have a homosexual relationship. Imagine someone on the right. Uh, who's gay, who has a homosexual relationship at the Playboy Mansion, you can use that for blackmail too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you have that. And then you have the CMP, and they ran their own separate Operation Brownstone through Roy Cohn, who was part of the John Burt Society, who was Trump's mentor and lawyer. Wow. So, I mean, you have... Jeffrey Epstein, who Trump was friends with. Now, I've read the Epstein documents. I'm one of the few people that actually read the corp documents I can get a hold of and the deposition from his butler, Elise, and through everything else. And yes, there are some things that make Trump definitely look like he hated Jeffrey Epstein, that he was just one of those guys that he had to be around of. In reality, he fucking hated him. He despised him. Like when he went to Epstein Island, he ate with the help. He ate with the butler. Wow. It wasn't, it wasn't Epstein Island. No, no, it wasn't. It was Epstein. Uh, Trump was right. never at, He never right. was on Epstein Island. You're right. It was. You're right. It wasn't Epstein Island. I'm sorry. It was Epstein's house in Florida. That's um, yes. He ate. He ate. He. Sorry about that. I don't know why I said Epstein Island. He ate at that. He ate there, and he ate with the help while the dinner party was going on. He got up and ate with the help. I mean, come on. That was in the court documents. I mean. What kind of person who's in on this, who's friends with Jeffrey Epstein, why the fuck would, if you're eating at your friend's dinner party, why the hell would you eat with the help? So what did it say? Also, about, oh, go ahead. Also, yeah, John, this is funny. During the election, that was what they were doing. They were always saying Trump and Epstein had the same connection as Clinton, so it's a moot point. So John digs through all the court documents. I've got them sitting here on my computer. He puts them every one with Trump. And everything I see from these documents, and I was not a Trump fan at all, was that... Trump was around him because he was a business associate. Some it wasn't very much, and also when they called Trump to over Epstein, he 
Um, he wasn't available and he got the message. He called him back five minutes later and said, I'll give you anything you want, whenever you want to talk. I won't even, I don't even need a lawyer present. That doesn't seem like a guy that's very worried about it. And that's what I always tell John. We're at a point in politics where do they diddle kids or do they not? And if Trump doesn't, he's got a lot of power over the rest of them. Fuck. And he's also better than the rest of them because the majority of them are more than likely having sex with children. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was thinking. So then, Why? so then, there's a big difference between Clinton and Epstein versus Trump and Epstein. A giant. I mean, Clinton giant. has been on the island. He's got pictures of girls that are underage that I've got on my computer. I mean, he was there multiple times. Trump was on Epstein's plane once and caught a ride. That's what the court document said. I mean, it's it's miles different because I would get so annoyed at people saying, "Well, look over here at Trump." Okay, I did. I looked at the documents. Did you? No, they never did. Where'd you get those documents in? I have to ask John. I've got him. I can send him. You can find him on the internet. Yeah, where are their court documents from? What then? From the Epstein Epstein trial. Oh, so it's all publicly available now. Yeah, and John made a nice PDF that's like three pages that takes all of them and and just puts the stuff that's relevant to Trump only. And then James Patterson wrote a book called Filthy Rich um, regarding the whole situation, which gets into Alan Dershowitz. You guys familiar with him? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Dershowitz is on TV defending Trump all the time, but Dershowitz was with Epstein and in the court documents for being there when they were raping children and watching on and being involved in it. See, that's fucking crazy because, you know, that like last fucking speech Trump gave, you know, there's clips of it everywhere. That last one where he's almost borderline on mentioning all that, you know, where he's like, I was fucking with these motherfuckers and blah, blah, blah. I can't, you know, and I never know these days what to believe on on those speeches anyway, because now they're releasing speeches that aren't real. So I've got to wonder why they're leaking that to us right now. I mean, I tell John all the time, to me, it comes down to they're going to, Trump's going to have to release a video of one of these people. I, I used to work for child protective services. You cannot put a uh, monster away for abusing a child sexually. It just doesn't happen for multiple reasons, but for corruption mostly. And the only way you can really get anybody is if you have a video. And if they're blackmailing them, they've got videos. During Franklin cover-up, that's what they use was videos. There's tons of them. Sorry, say that again. So it's without video, even in the day-to-day, it's pretty well impossible to, to put away, to put away yeah. a sex offender? Yeah, I had a, I had a case once in, uh, it was not a very big town, but the guy was really important in town, and he owned a, a large fast food restaurant. And we had him dead to rights for abusing a, nine-year-old in his basement for big brothers big sisters dead to rights and the prosecutor looked at it and goes i'm not touching that and nothing ever happened fuck is that because they're actually just trying to to normalize it as well not that prosecutor but is there influence to to try and normalize this i mean i've heard them talk about these websites that they're coming out with now where it's just becoming they're trying to just make it become normal and just I mean, we see that. I mean, that's happened throughout history. That's what happens. Yeah. A lot of cultures have, this isn't the first culture no. with having sex with kids. The Greeks, uh, I mean, it's prevalent in Afghani culture. Yeah, it happens. This is, for us, it's in the shadows. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it makes me think of, go ahead, go ahead, Titus. Well, John was touching earlier when we got audio trouble, and I want, I'd love for him to go back to that. If it, when we say there's power in the blood, I mean, we're actually saying that literally, and he can explain the health it's, side of it better. It's pretty much vampirism, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that blood makes you live longer. Wasn't that the same thing? I mean, we're, you're, I mean, that 
fucking stem cell shit is almost direct evidence of that. They're shooting it into people and they're getting better almost instantly when nothing else is working. Isn't that what Mel Gibson was talking about down in going the down to Panama cells, yeah. and doing that? The stem cells is a little bit different than getting young blood transfusion from young blood. No, but it's the same sort of idea, isn't it? Because aren't the stem cells just from the umbilical cords of kids? Yes, it is. Some. Some could be from aborted fetuses, too. Yeah, well, yeah. But, I mean, to me, those are two, Bro, I, two I sides of the same yeah. coin. Yeah. and It's all going down the same creepy thing. And when you look at these fucking... Uh, the drugs that they sort of touch on in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I can't even remember if they mention it in the movie, but they definitely mention it in the book about eating the pineal glands of, of uh, I don't wow. know if it was babies or fetuses. The pineal glands, really? Yeah. Holy fuck. DMT straight from the pineal gland. Yeah. Black market. Yeah, John, you told, you told me like the blood, drinking the blood has the same uh, characteristics as a lot of marijuana. Was that right? Isn't that what you said? The same... Well, I mean, no, not the same as marijuana, but it has a lot. Adrenochrome has a lot of uh, control. Could trigger. It can give you a lot of energy. It can give you a lot of give you superhuman energy and strength, and it can give you clarity and vitality. Because it, it's pretty much a derivative of adrenaline. It's oxidation of adrenaline. So it, it pretty much gives you like all this. Yeah, vitality too. It gives you. It's a drug. It's pretty much a drug that. Remember the movie Limitless. Yep. Yes. It doesn't give you quite that but i mean it, it, it can give you things similar to does that. it make you look younger like is it really like uh oh man there was a fucking tv show easy that, bro that uh <laughs> was it the x-files see that gets crazy did you see that x-files well, I mean, episode yeah yeah i mean it, it will yeah the x-files episode is completely it's in the blood there's power in the blood there's power in the blood gentlemen there's power in the blood yeah giving getting transfusions from young blood or the blood of the infants or the blood of children with the stem cells can rejuvenate cells in the human body and rejuvenate and make you live longer and have longevity. Yes. And ingesting it because of the adrenochrome can give you, because think about it with adrenochrome, which it is neurotoxic, which is why it leads a lot of them to eventually be psychotic and having issues later on. Oh, Jesus. You have to, you get, you get the animal, you get the animal or the human scared to produce adrenochrome. Yeah. And then, then you kill them and then you drink the blood. So that's why in the Franklin cover-up, when you read about that, that they were putting them in these dungeons and they were murdering these children in front of other children. So the adrenaline was rushing so they would get as much as that as possible. Yeah. So what, sorry, let's go back to this. Where's the Franklin cover-up from? That's from Nebraska. That happened in Omaha, um, Nebraska. Omaha, Omaha Nebraska. Um, this was in the late 70s, early 80s. Um, there was a group of children. There was a there was a credit union called Frank, the Franklin Credit Union, and they got busted for laundering money and his books weren't right. And come to find out the guy that ran it was millions named Larry, of dollars. Millions of dollars. The guy that ran it was named Larry King, who was considered the top black rising Republican. As John said, he sang the national anthem at the convention. I've got the video. Jesus. And, it, took and, me, it took me three and a half hours to find that video. I scrubbed from the internet. He, he, he did it twice. And what he was doing was he was going to Boys Town in Nebraska and he was finding children because he was loaded, obviously, and he was giving them money and he was flying them all across the country to run drugs. And he was taking them to Washington, D.C., all these kids, and he, they were raping these children. And all of these kids, uh, there was a ton of them that ended up saying, yeah, this was going on. 
And they ended up, you know, grand juries. I mean, they went really far. It was all over national news and stuff. And they discredited these children. But the stories are legit. I mean, they all add up. And people that were investigating were, how many murders, John? At least, uh, well, at least one through Caladori, the investigator for the grand jury who uh, got a photographic evidence from Rusty Nelson in Chicago and was flying back from a game. Uh, with the evidence, uh, photographic evidence that people are blackmailed, his uh, his uh, airliner was uh, destroyed. Uh, his, his his little plane that he had, his airplane, uh, was destroyed, and uh, his he, both him and his son lost his life. May uh, Gary Caradori rest in peace. And that's the one that ties back to the Bush family and the Republicans and the CMP, and that's what was going on there. And they just skirted it under the rug. Nobody talks about it, and it's went on. So I mean, there's uh, video. Go ahead. I mean, there's there's pictures of Lawrence E. King with Reagan's daughter. There's videos of uh, uh, of Jack Kemp and Lawrence E. King together getting the black Republicans out the vote. Jack Kemp was mentioned in the Franklin cover up as being a molester. Um, I mean, it's all there. I mean, the Franklin cover it was written by former uh, the book. The Franklin uh, cover up was written by former Nebraska state senator John DeCamp. Um, who's a Republican. So then there's also, you know, there's a couple other big cases, right? So there's that one, there's the Epstein one, then there's the whole one in the UK Parliament or whatever that one was called a few years back. So there's the definitely there's definitely precedence for this to be a, a major high-level problem. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, oh, both yes. sides, million, I mean, when that number, the, I don't trust that number, even the 800,000, who knows how many kids it are and the foreign kids are bringing over and yeah, it's it's there, and that's why I always come back to the United States is in some big trouble because it's going to get. There's only fucking four million kids born a year in the United States, right? But how many of those are? How many of these kids are coming over from you know North Korea and then going into our underground? Or Nicaragua. Jobs, that's right. Or Nicaragua. Or Mexico. Yeah, we, we ain't getting no numbers on that. And it's sophisticated. I mean, you got the you got central intelligence involved. You've got billionaires involved. I mean, they've got underground systems, and it's got to come out. So is that? Uh, I mean, because you see all this buzz of all these these rings being busted up all over the place right now. You're not seeing it on any of the mainstream media, but you're right. seeing it everywhere else. I mean, is that fake news, or is this kind of happening in the background, or is that a cover, or are we seeing? Is that another thing? Because, I mean, I was saying today that I 100% believe that this fucking Zuckerberg um, thing that's going right now is a fucking punch back for the net neutrality fucking fiasco. fiasco. It's almost like hardware versus software in a lot of ways. And I'm not sure if it's some sort of um, some sort of way of tricking us into the next thing because i think facebook is on the way out right now i think he said some things today specifically that he's gonna fucking live to regret like saying that he thinks that facebook is responsible for what's posted on it so now that's gonna open up a whole fucking can of worms in a legal setting i don't know if yeah, that can be used as precedent or not, regulation to, but now that. anyone that's so it's now instead of regulating the isps you're going to be looking at regulating the actual edge providers, which in a lot of ways I would say makes a little bit more sense because Facebook and Twitter are essentially trying to become publishing platforms and not paying, playing by the same rules. And they're regulating free speech. What did he say yesterday? You know, in five to 10 years, we're going to be able to um, stop hate speech before it's even posted. What does that mean? Yeah, and who decides so, what that is? 
Yeah, that's my question. So I can tell you, you think you can go on Facebook and start posting about the Franklin cover-up and all that, and anybody will see it? I mean, you can test it. You're not going to try it on Comerica's Facebook page. I don't like it. I'll share it. They'll cover that stuff up completely. They're in on that. Or just be taken off. Or just be yeah, or taken down. You know, someone was saying, what was it? I think it was uh, Sam Tripoli had posted something about the thing just like last week, and he said it disappeared, so he was posting it again. Yeah. Fuck, that'd be interesting to, to that. That's what maybe how we should start making some headway here is fucking start posting some shit they'll take down. Get more Mercedes crashing in the garage. I was in the garage <laughs> two hours before the Mercedes got here. Can you imagine I'm just sitting here and a fucking Mercedes comes through the wall? Jesus. Well, what was that like? I was no, I can't imagine. So I just like woke, I, was, I just woke up to fucking yeah, I was in here at midnight, I went into bed. And then it all went down at like two thirty in the morning. So I was like locked in my house. They wouldn't let me out of the house for a bit. Oh gosh, that's what had to be. Maybe they bugged this place. No, they was locked. They it was locked, locked, yeah. Yeah. So um so oh fuck that reminds me. So talking about tinfoil hat and all that, they, they had this idea. And I've been stuck on this idea now. You know how you've got like you could have a wall with all the conspiracy strings and all the stuff connecting each other, right? We need a virtual reality fucking three D conspiracy tree that you can just all the stuff we're talking about now and all the stuff where it, it all of the people connect to the organizations and connects back in history and connects it'd be just a never ending swimming through this 3D thing pulling on the strings and connecting everything I mean it, well, it's you can't even put it what's that there was something oh, I'm sorry. Like that. Genesis the Genesis uh, network there is something like that where it costs a lot of money to be a part of it but yeah you can uh you could just like type in something and it'll show all the connections. Oh, uh, really? What was yeah. it? Yeah, it was Genesis. It was the Genesis tool, and John and I talked to the owner, and he was, did a really good video on Roy Cohn that blew us away using the tool. It's things we'd never seen before, and uh, we actually talked to the guy, and it was this incredible tool. But then, come to find out, the guy started sending me email. It was email list, a bunch of pro-Zionist emails. You know, like Genesis Stanford. Total Research Project. Yeah, I was like staying with Israel emails. I'm like, John, I'm not paying for a tool. That guy sending me that kind of stuff. I don't even because I, I was what I would ask him. I was like, well, who owns these trees after I build them? I put all these connections together. Who owns that data? And he really kind of hem hot around it. But there are to me, this guy was former military, so the tool. I was like, ah, I think that's what Central Intelligence uses to put their intelligence together. These kind of tools, but yeah, right, awesome. right. Wow. It's wild what you can do with them with these tools and connect it together. So you got the email and it was pro what? Pro Zionist? It was pro Israel, stand with Israel, United States, you know, anybody that stands against Israel is doomed to hell kind of stuff he was sending me. And Give I was our, Yeah, I was kind of iffy about it because I didn't know who owned the data once we put it in there. I started working in it because we didn't have access to any of the like the source level files. And I'm always cautious of that. Yeah. That's why we fix your gut. We've built everything on the website first because that's ours. Pretty know? much, if you feel bad for Palestine, you're a horrible human being. Yeah, yeah. God doesn't like that. Yeah. Well, uh, he I, he didn't tell me that. <laughs> he didn't impart that to you. Uh, not that I know of. I do, I don't know if it's supposed to come in the dream time. I don't usually remember my dreams. <laughs> well, Haretz just said that it's it's anti-Semitic if you're against the Syrian war. So. No, yeah, is that unbelievable? Just categorize you and label you and put you, put you in a nice, neat box. Yep, yep. 
So the, where do we go from here? <clears throat> uh, crazy. It's up to you. I thought we already got to the crazy stuff that 75% of the people ain't going to believe. Well, let, no, let's get into the, I think all that stuff's pretty believable. Let's get into the time travel and stuff a little oh, okay. bit. Okay, so you guys want to do Donald John Trump, time traveler extraordinaire. Yeah, I mean, we, we did an episode on the on the Keck thing with this guy. who and, and the, That was a great episode. Oh, th- thanks, man. But I mean, it blew me away because it just fe- it felt like it was extraordinary extraordinary like that this it's a uh, supernatural work at work you know i mean how this can all actually fucking happen um so and i i don't know what that has to do with the time travel just that that it's no, interesting it to exp- it's interesting to explore these uh supernatural kind of synchronistic events well here's the deeds with trump and time traveling so nikola tesla we all know him you know he's he's an old man at this point he has he is world renowned i mean I, behind my office you can see i have tesla patents on my shelf back there. He's world renowned for when he makes something, a patent, and you look at his work, once you study it for a little while, it's like you've known it your entire life. That's how good he was. And multiple people remarked on that. So as he gets older, um, he's living in a hotel and he's working with all these other countries to sell them weapons or something because he needs money, but he's got all these drawings. Yeah, none of these, he's not penniless, but he's pretty well, He's pretty poor. Yeah, and, and none of these countries bite on it, we don't think. But anyway, Nikola Tesla dies, and his office and all of his work is there. The first people that come in, CIA, FBI. is the FBI, actually. FBI gets there. Of course, their agents can't understand any of Tesla's work. So they make a call to an electrical engineer by the name of John G. Trump, which is Donald Trump's uncle who was a MIT professor. John Trump looks at these documents and says, um, give me some time with them. He spends time with them. He comes back to the FBI agents with the documents and says, I can't make heads or tails of this. This is the working of a madman. But he had a lot of time with these documents by himself. So years later, Donald Trump comes around and there has been a lot of things that Donald Trump has done that are uh, head scratching. I'll, I'll let John take it from there of all the weird coincidences of Trump. Well, I mean, you got Trump somehow or another. There was tweets. Trump had us. Okay. So Trump was supposed to be friends with the Clintons. Okay. But he had a strange obsession with Huma and Huma, Huma and Anthony Weiner. Okay. So there's tweets of him going back like 2013, talking about that, Wiener was going to be the calamity that brings down Huma and eventually brings down uh, Hillary Clinton. I mean, there's even tweets of him. Granted, he had already talked; he was already running for president at that time, uh, talking about you know Huma Abney knew all about Hillary's illegal emails, and Anthony Weiner's going to end up telling the world of Hillary's crimes, you know everything. And <laughs> lo and behold, it happened. Now you could just say it's good guessing. But how did he know back in 2013 that Huma would be the downfall? There also was the terrorist attacks that happened as well that he tweeted about before. Yep, that too. Uh, that he that, that he 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 was referencing that it was going to happen years prior um, in <laughs> Europe, and it ended up it ended up happening. There's also the the um, they found a uh, uh, an old. Uh, thousand year old i think it was maybe yeah it was almost a thousand year old uh bayo uh tapestry 
uh, from England who has uh, a character that looks exactly like Trump. It has Trump squinting his face like he always does with this comb over pointing his finger. I mean, if you even wanted to grasp at straws a little bit, uh, even his his uh, interviews where he's talking about becoming president are pretty cre- creepy in a way. Like he's almost. <coughs> I mean, I mean, you what have. What do you mean, uh, like this? Always where he's always saying the exact same thing, and, and it's just that he, it's almost as if he's foretelling it. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, you have. I'm pretty sure Walter Bosley um, has talked about it in the past. You have that author uh, Lockwood. Um, who made the book The Travels and Adventures of Little Baron Trump and his wonderful dog, Bulger. Yeah. In the late 1800s, and Baron Trump's marvelous underground journey. Okay, so I, got, I got the book. So now we're, so now we're talking about, um, now we're talking about a good old hollow earth here. Okay. So um, and, and, and the books, it's just like, when you look at them, it's just, it's just crazy. It's, I mean, the guy, the, 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 the guide, uh, that, that guy that, <laughs> That fought, that helps Baron Trump on his way. Um, his name is uh, Don, the master of all master, and they live at Castle Trump. <laughs> and you and you're like, what the? F-? You know, you're like, what the heck? And so the the last book he wrote was a book called The Last President. And you're like, what? And it's about this book about how certain people in this group. Uh, didn't want this one president to be elected. And the president ends up winning that half the population hated. And you could say half the population hated Trump, okay? And the last president also, t- it also has, talks about a hotel on Fifth Avenue, the same location as the Trump Tower, that this mob collects to protest the election of the president, the last president. And what does the left do? Protest at Trump Tower. Yeah, that's crazy. What do you do? Even so why get really main, mainstream with it? What about the Simpsons? Why, episode, wait, wait, right? wait, wait. Why is he the last president? Well, you tell me. Well, no, I mean it hasn't because it, it had. We we don't know that yet. And also, you might find this interesting. Baron's real name in the book is Wilhelm Heinrich von Trump. <laughs> so I mean. And Don's real name is Constando Bart Molymu Stefanoglasm or some crazy name like that. But they call him Don. So these books are real. These books were written. And you're just like looking at them and you're like, what the heck is this crap? You know? And it's supposed to be a children's book in novels. You know? And you're like looking at this and you're like, what is this? Is it just synchronicity? Is it just future clairvoyance? What is this? Yeah. You know, and I mean, that's one thing about Trump. What's his name would say that it is that weird fucking high level synchronous. Oh, I forget his name now. MK Ultra. MK Ultra. We did two shows with them. Shit. David Platt. David Plate. David Charles Plate. Yeah, that's right. Those weird sort of musical. Like he finds all these weird sort of albums that line up perfectly with movies and he doesn't think any of it's by design i mean it's no, almost some, like i think he thinks some, some is by design bad. and i mean it starts to tweak well, onto higher, the weird yeah. simulated universe that's just grabbing at straws sometimes when it needs to come up with something in a hurry and what's even weird is the picture of baron trump in the book looks like baron trump <laughs> I mean, it's like it gets like you're like in in the book there's no record of baron trump's death 
He just went to a time traveling portal in the middle of the earth. That's I mean, what he did in the book. Yes. I mean, is this, is this, I mean, is this simulation? Am I alive at this point? Am I high? What the hell is this? You know, I remember seeing that on a chan and literally just being like, well, maybe it's true. I mean, think about it. When Trump goes bad, when Trump goes for the Council for National Policy, don't you guys get a weird feeling in the air sometimes when it happens that maybe they turned on CERN? Maybe they manipulated the timelines a little bit so it goes to the timeline where Trump's a bad guy. You know, and every now and then you have a certain thing like, I don't know, Arnold Schwarzenegger almost has a almost has a, a heart attack and almost dies. And then it's weird. Trump shifts back into being himself. And then something else happens, like, I don't know, way back when, when... um. When 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 uh, Syria had gone on, or uh, this original Syrian bombing had gone on during that time, and uh, was it was it Zib, was it Zibnu that died around that time, Titus? Yeah, yeah Zibnu. We got and Zibnu then, out of that, and then somebody else right after too was it, uh, Rockefeller. Rockefeller. Yeah. So you're thinking that they're they're sacrificing their people for this giant timeline manipulation through CERN, and yeah, I know that's crazy, and I can't prove any of that, but it's just it's just when you think about that, it's it's a possibility, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder about those guys dying too, and if they really did. I mean, it just there wasn't a lot of fucking media about it. I mean, it came up and sure, but I mean, there was it wasn't a big deal. He, guys of that stature dying, it should have been a bigger deal. Who? Rockefeller and ah. Brzezinski. Yeah, but nobody knows who Zipic New is anymore. That's oh, the thing. That's what I go back to. That's, that's what I mean. We do, but I go back to the voters and your everyday average person has no idea who that was, why it's significant, and that's why we just keep them you know, marching towards Armageddon. What's all, what's the deal with all those fucking elite with their black eyes? Have you guys seen those, those movies? Yeah, I've seen it. I just, is that another like thing from drinking the blood? Why are majority of them have Graham day, you know, RH positive blood, you know, I mean, I mean, RH negative blood, should I say, why, 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 why that, you know, why are the bloodlines all going back from these ancient families, you know, Sumerian and even Egyptian. You know, I mean, it's are are they are they human? Are they hundred percent humans? Are they possessed? You know, that they have their souls cracked through Scientology? You know, are they possessed by these archons? Are they a mixture of the Nephilim and human beings? None of us know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Two boots McCain, John. Oh yeah, let's tell the story about Two Boots McCain. Let's 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 get at least get a laugh in here. You guys know about Two Boots McCain? Good no. old CMP McCain. So John McCain, I don't know if you know this, but he has brain cancer right now. Yeah. And John McCain, John McCain had surgery on his brain and John confirms this, that it should have taken six months for him to recover. But miraculously, John McCain was able to recover within two or three days and go vote in the Senate. So then John McCain is after his brain surgery, he's fine and dandy now, you know, hundred percent. And all of a sudden he hurts his leg and he puts on a walking boot and it's his daughter's wedding. <laughs> yeah, it's his daughter's wedding, and he tweets a picture out with him, and he's wearing this boot on the other leg. <laughs> on a different <laughs> leg. <laughs> and he tweets, and he tweets, and he says, I'm sorry, everybody. I got a little bit tired with my one leg, so I decided to switch it to the other to give it a rest. Leg injuries don't work that way. I'm sorry. <laughs> But I'm going to have a lot of fun frying turkeys this evening or something like that. 
and he just goes on and was nobody that, said anything. Is that after he got called out on it or was that? Yeah, after he yeah. got called out, he finally, he finally said, okay, yeah, it's true. But he said he was giving his leg a rest. Now, what was going through the conspiracy circles that these people wearing these boots, whether it was Hillary or John McCain, they were all ankle bracelets. Or Huma Abedin with their flared pants, they were all ankle bracelets. I don't know, but Two Boots McCain really makes me think it's ankle bracelet. I remember reading about Two Boots McCain, uh, two boots McCain on, on Thanksgiving and just having a grand old laugh with me and my friend. Because it was the funniest thing ever. I, 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 yeah, I, I, cried, I was laughing so hard I was crying. Because how could people literally believe I was giving my foot a rest? Yeah, you wouldn't put it on the other foot. You just fucking no. take it off. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, but see, I like to think about what were the actions that led up to him putting it on the wrong foot. Oh, I can't even imagine that. I, no. I like to think about what's maybe, or it might not be the bracelet, but it might just be they're all getting some sort of payment, like some injury payment for, you know, fucking speaking out of turn or doing something fucking wrong. But it, I mean, you guys. Go ahead. No, you guys have heard of the the McCain Institute for International Leadership, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so you know who's on that board, right? No. Uh, how, what about uh, one uh, Lynn D. Rothschild? Do you think that she's... Uh, no, I've seen that, actually. Yeah, I've seen people you, tweeting her. You think she's getting things done for us when she's working for the on the McCain Institute board? Or, or our General David Petraeus? And why does the McCain Institute have a human child trafficking uh, group? Uh, research group. Uh, that's really interesting. Uh, for a human trafficking advisory council with people from NECMEC and ECMEC on there. Good old Ashton Kutcher. Good old Ashton Kutcher. He's trying to save those kids. The sword technology. He's on there. You know, it's just, it, you really start to think, what the, what the, f the heck is this? Was McCain in, was McCain in uh, Syria both prior to both chemical attacks? Uh, not this last one. Not oh, this last okay, one, no. Okay. But beforehand, the first one, I do believe so, okay. yes. You got good old Ernie Allen on the McCain Institute. He was the president of NECMEC for about 10 years. And part of ICMEC, the International Center for Missing and Exploiting Children. That's the final boss, is ICMEC. NECMEC is just some... ICMEC is where you really get the... I mean, the the the, the ceremony to, to usher in ECMEC, uh Hillary Clinton and Tony Blair's wife was there, uh, uh, to 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 help out to make sure that uh, the opening ceremonies went really smooth and went really well. <laughs> Didn't they just do another crazy opening ceremony the other day? Someone for was it? Oh, fuck. For, for a for tunnel what? or something. The CERN, the CERN one that the. With the oh fucking, yeah, I saw that. That was creepy. The human sacrifice. No, that's an older one. I think oh. that's an older one. Yeah. What is with that? Rituals to make sure things go well, boys. Special so dates. Magic special does that tie back to the kids? Always. Always. Yeah, you think it does. Like, that's the overarching thing, like you said, right? Either they're diddling the kids or they're not. So, and it always ties back to to that. The magic, the, the occult, that's kind of the core of it. That pretty much where it draws down to. Are you molesting the innocent or not? Are you a vampire? You are, are you a vampire or not? Basically, if you are, you gotta go. Yeah. If you're not, I can overlook some of the like Roger Stone. If Roger Stone's not diddling children, or at least is is helping it along. Let's say, let's say Roger Stone allegedly was maybe running some guns, you know, and had a little bit to do with the drug trafficking. You know, I can overlook that. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, that's the point. That's where we're at now. Yeah, it's it's true. It's true. And I'm glad we could talk about this with you guys. I mean, it's it does feel like it's getting to the point where there's so much out in the open, and this is this is the stuff that keeps getting glossed over. But, it, it, you know, when it comes down to it, this is the fucking decor, the truth. I mean, it really is. Yeah. I mean, if, if Trump's, you know, just doing shady business deals with Trump University and doing mob business deals and stuff like that, and he's not trafficking kids through modeling agency. <laughs> or anything like that, you know, or, or, or diddling kids. I could care less. I could care. Trump could be the most corrupted person in the world with business deals. I could not give two fucking shits. But if he has something to do with this child trafficking nonsense, the decryption of the innocent, I'm done. Done. So we, we kind of covered this at a higher level, but for people that are listening to this and they're, they're not, they haven't really heard this before and they haven't explored PCGate and, and really the, the, huge amount of coincidences and synchronicities and things that you just can't ignore. Where would you point them to go for the research on that? If they want to dig into it a little bit deeper. Yeah. They need to read the book, the Franklin scandal by Nick Bryant. Um, They need to read the book, uh, the DC madam by Henry Vincent and Nick Bryant. Uh, They need to read. We have that one on. No, we had the confessions of a DC that's that's it. No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. You had the girl. Okay, no, no, no. Um, Confessions of a DC man, Madam by Henry Vincent. Uh, you need to read. Um, you need to watch the documentary, The Conspiracy of Silence, the band documentary. Uh, you need to uh, watch the movie Who Took Who Took Johnny? I think is the name of it. That's it. Uh, you need to read the Franklin uh, cover up by John D. DeCamp, John DeCamp. Uh, for Pizzagate stuff, you just need to read the works of uh, Yoshi Sermatsu on Pizzagate uh, on, on Rents' website. Uh, Yoshi Sermatsu does get to the truth a lot of the times. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's if you. it depends on what side you want to look at. Everybody knows about Pizzagate. No one knows about the... the, the what about Dave, What about David Seaman's stuff on Pizzagate? Oh, uh, no. Seaman's co-opted. Ew, no. Ugh. Ugh, yes. Seaman. So I think what John's saying, though, is, and I agree with him, is start with the Franklin stuff. That's the best documented stuff we have. We have CPS reports. We have court documents. We have witness testimony of witness videos <laughs> for like nailing them to the wall where you can't even like, eh, you know, pizza guy. You remember how that went? And if he doesn't this get one, busted, he ends up being a congressman. Who? Franklin. Franklin. Oh, uh, um, no, he was running for president, wasn't he? No, no. Larry King was the fastest rising black politician. We don't know where, we don't know where they would have put him. And he got, he actually went to this. Oh, John, we haven't even talked about Larry after. Oh yeah. We should talk about Larry's what he's been up to after he got out of prison. Yeah. So Larry, yeah. Larry went to jail for tax evasion. Not for the, I mean, they've got CPS reports of him of what we said, cutting off the heads, the blood, all that kind of stuff. But he goes to jail for tax evasion for a few years. He gets out. He moves to Washington, D.C., and he starts doing, working for the church, doing, teaching children music. Through a, through a, a, a corporation, uh, a nonprofit corporation called Opera Nova. And he also worked for uh, um, the Washington Redskins to help children in, in, uh, with football. Um, and he also, uh, he also worked with... Um, you guys there? Yep. yep. He also worked with um, uh, uh, Honey Baked Ham, which was his most recent job. When he got, he's still there. He's still there. He, no, he, he got, got fired. He got fired finally. From Honey Baked? Yes, he did. He got oh, fired. Oh, well, that's great news. But yeah, so so this guy's working with children. He This is what happens. And when you read all this stuff about Franklin, it'll just blow you away of what they have this guy on that he can still go work with kids. 
Yeah, that's, that's fucking the, crazy. That's, that's the place to start. Yeah, that's crazy. And then so because because PizzaGate was kind of co-opted in the end, right? There might be something there, but it's uh, it's kind of been it's kind of yes. been pushed pushed forward to to t- shine the light onto something else. Uh, there was something there, yeah. and it is valid. Yeah. But now it's it's, it's just a yeah. mess again. Yeah. The the problem we had with PizzaGate was it focused on one guy, James Alphonsus, in one place that was absolutely messed up, no matter yeah. what, which way you look at it. But it was so focused on that that it didn't zoom out and look at the history of the stuff from like Franklin and all the other stuff we discussed. You look at Neckback or Eckback or Laura Silsby or Amber Alerts or any of that stuff. Yeah. But supposedly some guy goes crazy after listening to Alex Jones, walks in there, notices no one's, there's no child tra- rape going on, and then decides to pull out a shotgun and fire it. Yeah, yeah. And after that, they, they made it a, oh, it's a big conspiracy theory that's been debunked. So after all this research, where did you guys, what do you guys fall on all the Soros and all his uh, funneling of money and all that kind of stuff? I mean, we didn't really even, I'm surprised he didn't come up and I don't want to keep you guys too long. I know we've been on for quite a while here, but, but I mean, when you look at the, the organizations and all the stuff that he's doing, it's so visible and it, it's just, it's, it's hard to believe that it's still able to happen. I mean, the, the influence and the corruption that he's that he has going on. I mean, what what, what do you guys? I don't think, think so, I don't think Soros is that high of a level player that everybody makes him out to be. I really don't. I think he gets Rothschild money. I think it's been how the Rothschilds have always been. I mean, they boosted the Rockefellers with their money. I think they've done the same thing with Soros, and he does the bidding of someone else. Yeah, I think Soros is a scapegoat, and he does a lot of the. He he probably is in bed with the globalists and the CFR, but he's. Well, that's kind of what I meant by being visible is I picture him as that scapegoat in a way for some reason. And it just, it's just all fault. The light always falls on him and yet he does, but it, but it is influential. I mean, his money is very influential. I mean, he's fucking, it's amazing what he's been doing in America. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it's still look at Soros. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's that's an Alex Jones play. I mean, I, I think I must say Soros hundred times an hour. Yeah. Yeah. That's never right. mentions the council for national policy because he's in it. Now he did mention the Franklin cover up, but never talked about the council for national policy and Franklin cover up or, or the, or the Contra connection. As well. Exactly. He just ba- basically just briefly talks about it. And that's it. Has he ever mentioned being on that board? No. 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 Why would he? Not that I know. Yeah. Huh? That's crazy. I mean, he, I mean, he talks about his father being CIA. He, a, a CIA dentist. He talked CIA about that. He talked, <laughs> about, he talked about his dad possibly being John Birch too, like Trump. I mean, it's all there. It all connects. Yeah, huh. it's just fucking fascinating. Yeah, what do you guys have going on in Canada? That's that's something I don't know anything about. I mean, surely there's tons of trafficking in Canada as I mean, well. Trudeau's screwed. Everybody knows that. But I mean, other than that, yeah, no one talks about Canada. I don't know. It doesn't seem as prevalent here. I don't the hear a lot of it. Or, yeah, no, the you kids don't hear a lot of it. If it if they're doing it here, then they're definitely doing a good job of 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 fucking covering up. I mean, look what happens here when fourteen or you know some kids get killed in that bus crash around. It becomes a national tragedy pretty quick. So I find yeah. it hard to keep that. They you know there's not a lot of people in Canada. Right. We got the population of like California. one of your smaller states. Yeah. Like we're like 35 million people here. Now, California is like 60 million, isn't it? No, 35. Oh, is 40. it? I think it's close to what we are. 
I thought. I thought we were the same as California, or, or close to it. But yeah, I, f- I feel like things are a little bit less hidden here in a way. There's a little bit less pla- hiding places, and I mean, we're fucked in other ways. Free speech is fucked, and our, you know, the, the, there's a, a bunch of things that are that are fucked in Canada. But I don't know if that's that's a main problem here. We're getting carbon taxed and I mean, our, our, our prime minister is like one of the fucking leading globalists right now, um, still believing fully in climate change and fucking the green, the green bullshit movement and all that. Not to say but that I'm not, you know, for the environment and recycling and all that, but it's just, it's still, it still has to be happening through Canada to some degree though. Trudeau definitely has to have some involvement in it. I mean, it's a good place to hide. It's a good place for, you know, you guys have a lot of land. Hide out here. You just hide out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he might not be smart enough. He might not even be read into all that shit, even though he's got the history. He might just be a fucking puppet for for everybody. Oh, he's got to be. Yeah, I'm sure. He sure looks like a puppet. I mean, who was the one you got? Stephen Harper? I mean, he was. He was G.W. Bush Jr. They do good puppet impressions. Well, right on, guys. I suppose that's yeah. Uh, we should probably let these get guys go. It's been I need a to wrap it up. Yeah. It's been a good four or five hour go here. Well, um, thank you for you guys having me on, Darren Graham, and Titus on too, man. It's it's definitely been fun. Hopefully, we'll be blew some mind with our minds with our information. Oh, for sure. Everything helped wake some people up to definitely what's going on and the 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 the, the darkness that and you know and it. That circles our our everyday lives, whether we like to to believe it or not. Maybe we shine a little bit of light against that darkness. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. definitely. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Titus, as well, and John, yourself. And we managed, thanks, guys, thanks. so much. We managed to get through with all the fucking crazy hiccups. We'll get some audio out of it anyway. Yeah. Right on, boys. I guess we'll see you in the chats. All right, see you guys. <laughs> okay, thanks. Okay. Okay. thanks, guys. Ciao. And that was our chat with uh, John and Titus. It yeah, was awesome it was fucking one. fantastic, man. It really, it really, it really changed my perspective a little bit. Or not change it, but gave me some extra context on the other side of this geopolitical battle. That's right, state battle. I mean, really. Bingo, bango. All right, guys. Thanks for supporting the show. Thanks to everybody. Uh, showing, trying, trying.